Welcome everybody to a new segment here on the on the podcast channels of stuff. Today's April 14th for 2023. It is a Friday, so happy Friday. Shout out to all y'all out there. Hopefully y'all get through this work week or whatever y'all going through. Hope y'all get through it perfectly fine. And enjoy y'all weekend. Enjoy your weekend. If you have the weekends off, enjoy your weekend. If you don't have the weekends off, get through that mug so you can get your weekend started for a little bit, a couple of days. Always remember to focus on the self. Make sure you're in a perfect health state and mind. And keep it pushing because we need you here. Now, with that being said, today's segment is focused on the WWE Divas Division. Now, I wasn't going to rant. I wasn't I wasn't planning on doing this because I, 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 I wasn't going to do this. I didn't want to let it bother me. But guess what? WWE and WWE fans are forcing me to do this. Why are they focusing me to do this? Because they're trying to push a weird agenda. They're trying to push a false agenda. Let's be honest. They're pushing a false agenda, and I don't appreciate that. So what is the Divas? What is the Divas division? You're thinking that's the women's? Well, let me tell you something. So back in the day, back in the back in the day when WWE started and stuff, you know they had. They had the Fabulous Moolah, they had Mae Young, I mean, forget the Fabulous Moolah, but they had Mae Young, and they had a women's division started up, they started up pretty newy, and eventually, and when they, when they started up, they became women wrestlers, and women wrestlers were not looked at the same as male wrestlers, because, let's be honest, wrestling, males watch wrestling to watch Two men beat the crap out of each other, right? The women, the women's division back in the day, I think back in that time period, it was cool to see them, but I don't think a lot of men were excited to watch women wrestling. I think it was more for women to watch wrestling and show other women that they can do it too. Fast forward a little bit. After you fast forward a little bit, we get to Alondra Blaze. She was the top female wrestler in the WWE. For a very, very long time, especially during her run for the WWE or WWF back in the day for you older fans that love it still saying WWF. WWF, she was a top female wrestler. The problem with her, not the problem with her, the problem was while she was the WWF Women's Champion, she didn't have competition in the WWE. WWE didn't have any competition for her to go up against and defend her championship legitimately. She really didn't legitimately have any competition at all. With that being said, WWF at the time, WWE, I'm going to keep going back and forth, WWE, WWF. At that time, they decided to go ahead and do something different. They was bringing in women from Japan over to the E and have Alondra Blaze wrestle against these females. Um, that was different. That was definitely different. I, that, I, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened with Vince in that because Vince was bringing in women from Japan to wrestle against his women's champion and things of that nature. And I'm wondering why he stopped. What made him stop sharing talent? That's what I'm going to say. I wonder what made him stop trying to do that. But he did that and they still had a fan base, I guess. I guess she had a big fan base, but she was underrated for her time period. She was underrated for her time period. The death of the women's division for the WWF hit hard whenever she went over to WCW, had the WWF Women's Championship, and tossed it in a trash can. Once that happened, that pretty much submitted the women's division is completely dead. It's been dead, but now it's official dead because she was champion all that time, and 
she was literally the only real champion they had. So when she did that, put it in a trash can and left, the WWF was pretty much left with not a women's division. They didn't have a women's championship no more. She trashed it on national TV in front of everybody. And I also started up the beef between Vince and Alondra Blaze, of course, because she was she did that and he's petty. But I understand that one. I definitely understand that one. So for a while, they didn't have a women's division. Eventually, eventually, during the Attitude Era, two females, two females started that Divas Division. That's what I call it. It's called the Divas Division. It wasn't the women's. It was called the Divas Division. And two women began that. It was a top baby face and it was a top heel. Let me give you the top heel first. The top heel, she was so great as a heel. She was the perfect, she was the perfect foil for the baby face. She was so much over as a heel. She got the heel heat and stuff like that. That person was Jacqueline, Miss Jackie. That's who that was. I don't know if y'all remember her black lady doing the 90s attitude. If y'all remember her, y'all know what I'm talking about. But she was over as a heel. She was the biggest heel female wrestler that they had. The babyface that she was up going against during all that time period, it was Sable, the bombshell playboy model late uh, chick. Sable. Sable was, as y'all know, sex sales. She was the sex figure for the WWE during the Attitude Era. She was, she was all the 90s kids' uh, freaking wet dreams or whatever. All the men's that time period's wet dream. So they pretty much, them together, started up the entire new era of the Divas division in, in WWE. Don't get it twisted. They started that. Sabre's popularity was so much and so high that they went ahead and brought back the WWF Women's Championship so she can have a championship they could put around her waist. And that's what they end up doing. You missed that with Jacqueline's heel heat. Both of them connected. That was a beautiful artwork. That was beautiful. Shout out to Miss, uh, shout out to Miss uh, Jacqueline because she very underrated. Very, very underrated. She's one of the most underrated women's wrestlers of all time, especially in WWE history. They don't really, they, they don't, they don't acknowledge her more. They should acknowledge her more often because she's she helped that trailblaze that. Imagine they just had Sable but no major heel. It, it probably would have flopped, but they had that. So they started up the new Divas Division. Mixed with the Divas Division, you also had uh, Anomaly. She's a, women, a woman wrestler, but she didn't fit that Divas type, and that happens to be China. China fitted, did not fit the Divas type. She, fit, she fitted the women's wrestling type. So with her added to the roster, I mean, she was doing her own thing. She wasn't involved with the women's division as much until a little later in her career because she was a bodybuilder. <laughs> she was a bodybuilder. She came in as an enforcer from D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. That's what she was. She was not a woman's wrestler. She was a, I mean, she was not a diva. She was a women's wrestler. And of course, of course, they were trying to sex her up, but she also did it for herself. Got a blue job, make her boobs look bigger, whatever, you know. I mean, that added more sex appeal for her in her mind or whatever. So that's added to that. But to me, she doesn't fit the divas division. She fits a women's division. She's a woman, not a diva. That's different. I'm going to tell y'all difference a little later. You move over, so with the new era started, now you bring in people like Tori Wilson. There's Trish Stratus coming in. Lita, Lita was forced to fit into the Divas division despite her being a woman's wrestler. She was not a diva, she was a women's wrestler. She started the era of the women's wrestler. Her and China, in my personal opinion, I credit both of those. Her, China, 
fitted the women's wrestling part. Yes, Lita looked good too. However, she was also a woman's wrestler. She wrestled. She wanted to wrestle, not just be a diva, not just do uh, bra and panties matches and crap like that. She actually wanted to wrestle matches. She wanted to wrestle, wrestle. So you push forward from the Attitude Era to the Ruthless Aggression Era, my favorite era of wrestling. The Ruthless Aggression Era, that's when it was heavily the Divas Division. Divas Division, Divas Division, Divas Division. What people don't understand is the Divas Division was literally built on a handful of women that can wrestle, but majority of them could not wrestle. That was just that. It was just that simple. Uh, some could wrestle, a lot could not. Women that could wrestle, my personal opinion, you had Lita, you had Victoria, Molly Holly, Jacqueline. I might forget some other people, but those are the main four I can think of off the top of my head. The women who could not wrestle was Trish Stratus, Tori Wilson, um, Stacey Keebler, <laughs> um, the cat. She could not wrestle. You, it was more women that could not wrestle than there was women that could wrestle. So a lot of the women that came into the WWE during that time period from Ruthless Aggression era that started in 2002 and that ended about 2000, what was that, 2008? No, it ended like 2008, 2009-ish, something like that. I forgot exactly when the PG era started. But between that time period, the Divas division was just horrible. It was Trish Stratus. It was, Trish Stratus got better as a wrestler, I will admit. She got better as a wrestler. However, I will not put her on a pedestal of the real female wrestlers that was working their tail off every time. Yeah, she worked her tail off. She looked good, but people was overhyping saying she was the best in-ring female wrestler of all time. No, she was just a diva. And divas set the bar so high for that time period. And with that being said, well, like I said, she did get better. I'm not going to sit here and act like she didn't get better. Yes, Trish Stratus did get better as an in-ring performer. But she was mostly built as a diva. She was a diva. She's, that's what she was. She was a sex appeal diva. Like I said, that didn't mind. No one minded back in the day. But the problem with I had is people was trying to act like that divas division was good. It was not good. It was not good. It was women that was wrestlers that was stuck in the divas division. Hell, they had Jazz come over from ECW, who's a woman's wrestler, trying to fit her into this women's division, to this divas division. And then she didn't get pushed as the same, mainly because she's not a diva. She was a female wrestler. She's in the same, she had the same pretty much body type as China, pretty much a bodybuilding type, and she's a wrestler. And WWE didn't push those type of wrestlers. Yeah, she won the women's championship and stuff, but she wasn't treated the same way as the other female wrestlers because they didn't want to push those type of wrestlers, especially the Divas. There's a reason why they had, that's why they was called it the Divas Search Channel. They Divas Search. That's why they was uh, focusing on bra and panties matches more than it was regular matches. There's a reason why the women's division really didn't have long matches either during that time period. You fast forward to the PG era. The PG era was put it even worse in my personal opinion because they continue to push the women's division I mean, they continue to push the divas division they was and it was still obvious how they was hiring the Bella twins in the very beginning of their WWE careers they were not in-ring wrestlers they was not that good they was okay they was they was okay at best they was okay at best and it was always a, it was a big difference between both Brie and Nikki Bella when they first came in and it was always clear that Brie was the better wrestler up to a certain point. You had them coming in. AJ Lee came in. Uh, Caitlyn came in. Natalya came in. Tamina came in. 
um, Rosa Mendez, Summer Rae, Alicia Fox. So a lot of these, and they represented the Divas division. And once again, you had to separate themselves. I forgot about Michelle McCool and Layla. I forgot about that. That's disrespectful. Mickey James was still around. And, sh and all the, and so there were certain women that were wrestlers and there were certain women that were Divas. And you can tell that the Divas division during that time period, that PG era, in the very beginning of the PG era, they was trying to mold themselves and get away from the past. That's what they were trying to do. They were trying to move away from it. WWE stopped doing the Braun Pennies matches. They stopped doing the mud wrestling. They stopped doing all that crap. They wanted to focus on just the in-ring abilities of these females wrestlers. And that's what some of these females wrestlers were getting him and they had on. I mean, you had Natalia, Tamina Snookum, Michelle McCool. She got she became a better in-ring uh, wrestler. Layla became, uh, I'll say she came average to decent. You had, uh, I forgot the names now, AJ Lee, Caitlin, even Eve Torres came in as a diva, but she ended up leaving, in my personal opinion, as a female wrestler because she got so much better in the ring. So you had these females that came in and was trying to change the mold of the women's division, of the Divas division at that time period. They just didn't get the back end of the company. People keep telling, uh, I keep seeing posters saying, oh yeah, these was highlights of the Divas division. Like, no, the Divas division was bad. The Divas division was bad. They were so bad that they, there was a, there's, <laughs> I found an article, I mean, not an article, I found a Reddit post, because I was wondering how many pay-per-views in WWE's history that didn't have a women's match, a women's match at all, like 0% of women's match. And they got up to 100, it's either 104 or 114 pay-per-views, people. That's a lot of pay-per-views with not a single women's match on that pay-per-view. And they were counting the women that was actually participating in the match, that was in the match itself, They that they counted. And that's a, uh, what's what it was, 104 to 114 pay-per-views but not a single woman on those matches. And I remember half some of those pay-per-views. I was like, well, that's crazy that there's not a women's, it's so, so, there was not women's on, the, on these pay-per-views. WrestleMania, 20, uh, WrestleMania 29 comes to mind. WrestleMania 29, it was supposed to be a mixed tag team match. It was supposed to be um, the Tons of Funk, it, which was Brodus Clay, Tensai, Cameron, and Naomi versus the Rose Scholars. And I want to say it was supposed to be two other people. I don't think it was the Bellas. It could have been the Bellas, but I'm not, I don't think it was the Bellas. And it must have been an eight-person tag team match, but the, but they end up cutting that match and putting it on Raw because, well, somebody's match went over. I think it was the Undertaker match that went over. Somebody's match went over. So they end up counseling that match. And you had other people, like, you. they had, what was it? It was Snooki and Trish Stratus and John Morrison versus three other people. I forgot who it was. And... I mean, you had Snooki taking a match from a woman that's supposed to be, that, that, that should be wrestling. Trish Stratus wrestled. That's cool. Go ahead. But she, but that's not, you know what I'm saying? That's not the, that's not the idea. So you can't sit here and just tell me that the Divas Division was important when WWE at the time period didn't care about them either. Capital Punishment, which was a one-time pay-per-view. I don't know if y'all remember that pay-per-view, but the main event was John Cena versus R-Truth for the WWE Championship. R-Truth had just turned heel, and they didn't have a women's match on that pay-per-view. And I'm not counting. And so these are pay-per-views that's not Saudi Arabia pay-per-views. These are 
legit pay-per-views in the USA and they didn't have a women's division because no one cared about the women's division during that time period. So you can't sit here and tell me, man, I hate these, man, I hate these dogs that's in the background because they're loud and my child is freaking reacting to them. I'm like, just go, just go, go, go. So you can't sit here and just tell me that the Divas division was important to WWE, to wrestling at that time period because they simply, it just was not. I'm gonna see if I can do a quick Google search to make to make sure uh, any um, any other pay per views I could think of WWE. Let's see, it was a WWE pay per views without women, women's, uh, without women's. Uh, let's see. Up oh, here it is. I found it right here. That was so quickly. I'm so glad it's found. But look, look, look here. I'm not gonna go based off of like the. Uh, I'm not even gonna go back to the '90s and stuff. I'm not gonna use them because I explained that with long but I'm gonna move in towards the 2000s, the 2000s era. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna move it towards the uh, 2000s. I'm gonna start off in 2002. 2002 is the paper I'm gonna start because 2002. That's the brand expansions already happened. The women's, they got the women's, they got all this stuff going on already. From 2002, No Way Out 2002, Vengeance 2002, SummerSlam 2002, No Way Out 03, SummerSlam 03, SummerSlam 04, Royal Rumble 05, No Way Out 05, Backlash 05, Judgment Day 05, ECW One Night Stand 05. I don't really want to count that one. SummerSlam 05, Armageddon 05, No Way Out 06, Vengeance 06, SummerSlam 06, No Mercy 06. Armageddon 06, War Rumble 07, War Rumble 07, Judgment Day in 07, Cyber Sunday in 07, No Way Out 2008, Cyber Sunday 2008, No Way Out 2009, Judgment Day 2009, SummerSlam 2009, Breaking Point Pay-Per-View, uh, Elimination Chamber 2011, Capital Punishment, SummerSlam 2012, War Rumble 2013, WrestleMania 29, Extreme Rules 2013, the World Rumble 2014. The greatest World Rumble was overseas. I'm not gonna count that one. So if you take a, so all of that, so the so the most updated one was the Royal Rumble in 2014. Not a single women's match, not a single one. So you can't tell me that the Divas Division was that important. What ended up happening and what people keep all saying the truth. What truthfully what happened was whenever NXT. Whenever NXT end up getting NXT arrival, their their take their first ever arrival, NXT arrival, Paige versus Emma for the NXT Women's Championship, it was on the line. They put on a fantastic, they put up a really good match. It was really good. And then an NXT takeover, the very first the very first takeover, Natalya versus Charlotte Flair for the NXT for the vacated NXT Women's Championship. The match was so freaking good that people was like, oh, man, they're going to kill it on the main roster. We need down the main roster. I mean, they still were not booking the women the same way on the main roster at that time period. On the main on, on WWE's main roster, Monday Night Raw, the Bella Twins with Alicia Fox versus Paige and Emma in a tag team match. Nikki Bella was the Divas champion. The match lasted all but five seconds, maybe. Maybe 10 seconds. The Bellas pinned Emma, and that was the end of the match. It was really quick. 
it was so quick that they started hashtag give divas a chance is what the hashtag started up that's how everything started so it wasn't it wasn't the bella starting it no 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 no. that's the problem wwe wants to confuse you people WWE wants to confuse you saying that the, the, the bellas cared they did not care at that time period why did they not care at that time period they didn't care because during this time period during nikki bella's reign of champion she there was planning on her to beat aj lee's longest rating divas championship hold mainly why because they gave aj lee the championship and she just had the championship for so long they didn't even think about dropping the title for her they didn't think about dropping that title and give it off of somebody else they didn't care at that point in time but whenever uh, the, it, the the situation with CM Punk and then eventually AJ Lee left. That's when they want to get the title off of her. By the time then, she's already the longest reigning Divas Champion in the company. So to return that, they gave it to Nikki Bella. Nikki Bella at that time period, she did get better in the ring, but we wouldn't knew that until she actually had a longer matches. So they started the hashtag. They tried to say the the Bella twins started the hashtag. Give these a chance. They didn't. They didn't care. They didn't care until it was already trending, and that's when they jumped on the boat. So I'm like, oh yeah, 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 give the. So they. That's why I don't see. Like once again, I don't see how they they got the WWE Hall of Fame induction because WWE said that they came up with the hashtag Divas a chance, even though it was Paige and Emma's NXT arrival match that started that whole thing. They started the whole uh, Divas Revolution or the Women's Revolution is what I would call. That's what they started there. It didn't start with the Bellas. It started with them because they match was that good that they needed to counteract that and have a match like that on the main card. And then eventually we go through the roller coasters, uh, finally getting Charlotte the Divas Championship. That still looks disgusting. That Women's Championship was a joke. Um, yeah, then eventually we move over and then we end up getting the women's championship that women's championship ironically it wasn't the bella twins that was in that match it was charlotte flair sasha banks and becky lynch in that match why because they became the uh four horsewomen the four horsewomen with beck with bailey they became the four horsewomen why they was the four horsewomen is because they matches and gimmicks and characters stood out uh, I won't say Becky Lynch stood out, but the Becky Lynch she was up there for her in-ring talent. So they stood out. Not only did they stood out, but they were at that time they were some of the better bunch in the divisions. Paige was still up there. Don't don't get it twisted. Paige was up there. Probably Paige was. She ended up getting hurt. Sadly for Paige, she got hurt doing this whole women's revolution. I wish she never did. I would have loved to see how her career would have turned out if she never got injured. We we still had so much potential with her. We still had so much stuff that was that was needed for her to go. But they started that and NXT just kept pushing with their matches and their matches got better and better and better. And even when the four horsewomen left, we didn't know exactly what was gonna be next. But then we had Oscar, then we had Emma, and then we got Kyrie Sane, Shayna Baszler, Emma Moon, uh Kyrie Sane. I, you know, the division just got better and better and better. So we got to a point to the where the women's division is elite. But all that started in NXT. It started in NXT. So the Divas division, in my personal opinion, was the black eye of the WWE. It wasn't great. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't nothing. It was trash. It was trash women's wrestling that was getting pushed. Now, they did have gyms in there. I forgot that. I forgot to add in. They did have women's wrestling in the Divas division. 
like I said, China started the mold for it. And then you had Jazz, and then it's Lita, and then you get Naomi. I mean, not Naomi. Wow, I'm jumping, I'm jumping. And then you get Molly Holly, and you have um, Mickey James, and then there's Beth Phoenix, and then there's Natalia, there's Tamina at one point, early in her career, way early when she was more mobile than she is now, early in her career. So you had those type of women that's coming through the divisions. And now you can take a look at it right now. So the, so the Divas division, while they was focused more on sex appeal, they left out the wrestling part. Because a lot of people didn't want to see them wrestle. I forgot to add in Melina, too. She was hot, too, for her time. Michelle McCool. It's a bunch of women. I'll be forgetting names. So to me, the Divas division was the black eye of the WWE. Because once they had started it, they couldn't involve it. They couldn't evolve it so much up until uh, up until social media became more important. And that hashtag went out finally. That took that long for them to realize. So it took them towards that 2014, 2015, 2014, 2015, or was it 2013? Either 13 or 14. 13 or 14. One of those years, it took them from the it took them from the 90s all the way up until then to switch, to switch, to switch it up, to switch it up. Despite them having women talent throughout the rosters, they just never cared enough to push the mold. But now, even after that, right now in the women's division. It's, it's it's talent. The women's division, in my personal opinion, right now, is just as talented as it's, as it's ever been. It's more talented than any other years that it have. And yet, the lack of booking is horrible. <laughs> the lack of booking is horrible. I blame that on WWE's creative writing in general. That's why I've always been. The, that's why I've always been like. Um, that's what I'm always saying that I'm a better booker than WWE can produce. And I can I write I, I don't care y'all, y'all can say you're crazy that my experience compared to theirs no I know how to just book it's just not it's not that difficult almost it's not really that difficult it's putting in the time and effort to wanting to involve the women's division and while I love Triple H and what he was doing he still didn't build that women's division there was still a lack the 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 lack of caring and that's the problem I had. I made I drop what was it? I drop a I drop a video on my YouTube channel, Mr. Andre Number Two. Andre, Andre Mr. Andre Two is the name of it. I changed it from twenty two fifty two to number two to two. On that, I had said this is how we start the women's division. The idea was you had uh, if you wanted to keep the tag team titles around, what you had to do is literally break up all the tag teams that you have and rebuild the tag teams that started off in NXT or on the main roster in general. A lot of those women have been NXT together. You uh, Even Indy Hartwell. Now, Indy Hartwell, she's now the NXT Women's Champion, so I can't push that one. That's fine, because Kenneth Ray could be a singles wrestler anyway. So what you end up doing is you put these women that were once together as a tag team, even a staple, and you bring them back together and build that up. But you still have your other single wrestlers. It just takes, it just take your time and effort to actually do it. So my personal opinion, right now we have, 
Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez. They're a tag team. That's cute. I don't. That's that's all right. But I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my idea. My my idea was having damage control break up as a tag team. I mean, they they was a tag team. They was tag team champs. They had them breaking up, and they lost the NXT Women's Tag. I mean, they lost the WWE's main rosters. They lost the WWE Women's Tag Team titles to Katie. Was it Katie Chance and Katie Carter or something or? Kaitlyn Carter, whatever. Anyway, they was the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions for the longest. They were from NXT. I would have called them up and had them beat them on an episode of Raw. Beat them for the tag titles. Take the titles off of Damage Control. And let them start up the new division, the new era of the Women's Tag Team Division. So with them being the Tag Team Champions, I brought, I said, you call up Toxic Attraction, which was Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, because they broke them up in NXT for no reason. I was like, keep them as a tag team. Call them up to the main roster. Call them up to the main roster. You built, you rebuilt their, you re, you rebuilt them up. Not only that, you have two teams that are familiar with each other's in-ring style from the NXT days. You built that up. That's two tag teams right there. You can keep Ronda and Shayna together. That's three tag teams. Uh, before she won the NXT Women's Title, you had, I would say, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell. That's four tag teams. Uh, Zoe Stark, she's down on the NXT. She should be gone by now. Her and EO Sky. Can reform their tag team. That's five tag teams right there. Dakota Kai and Raquel Rodriguez have them discuss their problems and realize that they need to get back together. That's six tag teams right there. Uh, you got Emma still on the roster. Emma and Dana Brooke used to be a pairing back in NXT. That's seven tag teams right there. You see where I'm going with this, people? That's seven tag teams that I've created already. Seven legit women's tag team division already. And right there, those seven women can run around and can all feud for the for the WWE main roster women's tag team titles. And then any other tag team from NXT eventually they can come in or whatever. Eventually. Not right now, off the bat. Oh, and I also had Natalia going down under NXT, letting her train with someone and bringing them up as a tag team. That gives you eight tag teams right there. And then you still have Bianca. Now you have Rhea Ripley as the Raw SmackDown Women's Champion, which is fine. Because you still have a list of women that can still compete for those championships, like Mia Yim, like Pepper, Piper Nevin, like Oscar, like Carmella, like Chelsea Green, like Sonya Deville, like um, well, I got stuck right there, Selena Vega. So you have these women, you just have to build them up. You have to make them a threat to that division, and that's what they need to do. They still need to do that. They still have to do that. Not only that, but now, I don't know if y'all heard about this, but Kyrie Sane from back in the day, Kyrie in, in New Japan, she's been hinting about returning back to the WWE. She said she wants to go to AEW too, but now, the last thing I've just heard from her, she's like, I want to team up with both Asuka and EO Sky. I want to team up with them, and I also want to face off with them. But, so she's pretty much putting out to the world that she wants to resign with the WWE. She wants to come back. So imagine her coming back. Her and EO can reform a tag team. Her and Oscar can reform a tag team. So she's giving more options out there. She's liking where it's going. Uh, if Ronda's not going to be on TV year-round, then have Shayna go solo. You know what I'm saying? We have opportunity. We have a lot of opportunities to build a real women's division here. It's just the creative part, the time, and the effort from the business to do it. Just do it, though. You know what I'm saying? Just do it. Don't sit back and just watch. Just just do it. You have the t- you have you 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 have the perfect roster to do it. 
But hey, that's just my personal opinion. I've got to add Bailey into that mix. I forgot about Becky Lynch, I forgot Charlotte. Those are just single names that can be added to those visions. My personal opinion, though. But hey, that's it. That's the end of this segment. Hear what you think about the the women's division, the divas, bullcrap revolution. Because allowing allowing <laughs> allowing Stacy Keebler and Toya Wilson to be WWE Hall of Famers is a joke to me. Because they didn't do absolutely anything, absolutely anything. You cannot sit here and name me one match from their careers that was worth watching. If they're Hall of Famers, you might as well toss in uh, Alicia Fox as a Hall of Famer. And you know better. No disrespect, but you know better. Hey, but that's it. That's the end of this segment. Uh, new podcast should be sometime this weekend. But and I'll see y'all then. Peace out.